All right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Write down our toll-free number. It is 800-941-SHAWN if you want to be a part of the program today. We'd love to get to your calls, your comments, your intuitive insight, your observations of life, etc. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, we'll check in with Simple Man Bill O'Reilly today. Also, Riley Gaines, probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, college swimmer of all time, and she's taken on this issue of the Biden administration now pretty much eliminating Title IX. Title IX, if you don't know, uh, allows an equal number of slots, scholarships, et cetera, uh, for female athletes as they allow for male athletes, uh, which is fair. Um, and the problem now has become is that uh, Joe Biden now uh, is saying that states cannot have policies that don't allow trans or somebody that was born biologically a man to compete in women's sports, which is fundamentally unfair. Caitlyn Jenner's right. Uh, I think she's been the most articulate and outspoken and credible on this uh, of anybody out there. And Riley competed against Leah Thomas, for example. And to her credit, she 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 tied her. She did really well. But then they're on the podium and they said, but we're going to give it to Leah Thomas. I mean, what is that? You know, and there is a biological component to this. You know, look, for example, the, the physical size of Leah Thomas. And as, as Caitlin has articulated, you know, it's not a matter of, of what your testosterone levels are at that age when you're swimming. If, let's say you have zero testosterone in your system, or if that's even possible, I don't know. Listen, biology was not my topic. It was not my subject. I, my eyes glazed over um, until they got to the sex part. Just kidding. Just kidding. Joking. Um, and but the reality is it's an unfair advantage. Now, maybe if if they if they want to create a separate category, I guess they have male sports, female sports, and then maybe just have trans sports and let trans athletes compete against other trans athletes and let them do it that way. But don't don't you can't say biologically, physically that it's an, an equal playing field if somebody is biologically born a man competing and went through puberty as a man and is physically stronger as a result of it, uh, that that is in any way fair to women that play sports. Now, in the case of Riley Gaines, here's a young woman. That since she was four years old, I'll have her tell her story later on in the program today. A girl that since she was four years old swam and started training hard at a very young age. And she devoted so much of her life, 18 years of her life to her sport. And it brought her to the highest level in college athletics in terms of swimming. Probably the best college swimmer in the history of, of, of college swimming. And, and here she is now. She's daring to speak out for what is fundamentally fair. And she, you know, in San Francisco is booed. She had to be literally locked down for three hours because of these activists that don't believe in free speech out there in that beautiful free city of San Francisco. I thought they believed in peace and harmony and love and hate Ashbury and whatever happened to those days. Uh, look at San Francisco now. It's a mess. I mean, it's unbelievable. And even, you know, Silicon Valley tech companies, they're 
packing up their bags and they're leaving California because they can't take it anymore either. You know, you go, it, we've actually sent Lawrence Jones to uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, neighborhood. So Nancy Pelosi in one direction lives in a gated community. You know, she's very wealthy, multi-million dollar home. A mile in the other direction is where her offices are. In the middle is like a hellhole, homeless encampment, uh, where people literally are shooting up in the streets, defecating in the streets, urinating in the streets. Needles are all over the place. Why did, Why hasn't Nancy Pelosi gone to her neighbors and say, we're going to donate a million bucks, she's wealthy, and we're asking everyone to give what they can, and we want to build a shelter that provides a place for people to go to the bathroom, maybe offer some type of addiction counseling to people that need it, maybe a warm meal or two a day, a place where they can take a shower. I mean, if they're going to let them be there, why don't they try to help them? And I've said it many times before, and it's true. Liberals are only generous with other people's money. They're not generous with their own money. They've really had that compassion that they claim they have. They claim they have a monopoly of compassion for the poor people in this country. They do not. They claim they have a, a monopoly of compassion for minorities. They do not. Anyway, so uh, we'll check in with Riley Gaines. She's been very courageous in speaking out the way she has. There are very few athletes willing to do it because of, look at what, look at what she's going through. I mean, they attacked her in San Francisco just for giving her opinion that biolo- people born biologically male should not be competing in women's sports. That's what it is. Uh, anyway, we had the trifecta. Uh, you're not going to believe that. I, I got to play all this for you. I, we are living in a country. You know when and the, at the end of Donald Trump's rallies when he now plays that music and he starts saying we are a nation in decline. I think that's how he usually starts it. Well, he's right. We are now a nation in decline. If you look at the economy, I have nothing but horrible news to share with you today because there's no good news out there. You know, for example, we needed we needed the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals to overturn California's nat- natural gas ban. I mean, it's unbelievable. Pessimism about the Biden economy. This was on CNBC is now at an all time high. 69% of the public now holds negative views about the economy, both now and in the future, the highest percentage in the survey's 17-year history. Most Americans don't feel their wages allow them to keep up with inflation. Only 5% say that their household income is growing faster than inflation. 26% say it's keeping pace. 67% report that they're falling behind. And because of Biden inflation, large majorities of Americans are now saying they have to alter their spending habits and their lifestyles. They're changing because they can't afford to do things anymore. Thanks, Joe. 81% of respondents say they're, they're taking some action, such as spending less on entertainment, they're traveling less, or using savings to pay for purchases. Uh, three quarters of people, working class Americans, uh, they are weighing in saying that they're cutting back on entertainment, eating out to economize due to inflation. That compares with 54% of upper middle class Americans. And that's a big number, too, because even though they're upper middle class, you know, you would think they'd have more discretionary funds available. They're not. They don't have it anymore. Biden inflation per household is $10,000 on average a year. 
Gas prices are about to skyrocket again because OPEC, after they aligned with China and Russia and Iran, uh, they have now cut back 1.3 million barrels of, of oil production a day. 81% of respondents say they've taken some action, such as spending less on entertainment, traveling yes, uh, less, using savings to pay for purchases. Uh, I mean, this, this, this is a dramatic shift for the American people. We can do better. All of this is caused by Joe Biden's economic and Joe Biden's energy policies. I mean, if you look at the 69%, it is a massive number. $10,000 on average is what Biden inflation is costing Americans. Two-thirds of the country is living paycheck to paycheck. 25% of Americans can't afford to put enough food on their table and survive it's so bad. He has put, there was a, a, who made this point? I forget. Of the Wall Street Journal, uh, had on a guest, and I forget the guy's name. I apologize for this. And he actually said, you know, we was asked by Market Watch, Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal. He's putting out an urgent warning. According to his research, Biden has now caused a new crisis that could be bigger than the Black Monday collapse in 1987 or the dot-com crash in the early 2000s or the 2008 financial crisis combined. He's calling it Biden's forever recession. And that's what's happening. Forever inflation, too. He says this new it's a new economic disaster we've never seen before. It could devastate the American economy, especially the financial markets, for the next 10 years. I mean, that's how bad this is. By the way, the guy's name is uh, Louis Navielle. I can't pronounce it. He gained notoriety for his early warnings about the 2000 dot-com crash and the 2008 financial crash. He has a pretty good track record. Anyway, he says businesses are going to fail. Retirement accounts will sh- literally shrink. Um, the American dream of financial security will never become a reality now for millions of Americans, he says. He says there are critical moves that anyone can make to limit the damage of this forever recession scenario that he's talking about. And he published a brand new analysis, explains everything you need to know about it. Um, And I, you know, urge you to read it. We'll put it up on Hannity.com so you can, you know, take a look at it. The, The Bank of America CEO says everything points to a recession this year. Every smart person on Wall Street, the most successful people on Wall Street are all saying the same thing. Uh, if you work on Wall Street and you're Jamie Dimon and you run J.P. Morgan, uh, or if you're the CEO of Bank of America, you're not a dope. You know, maybe your politics don't agree with mine. That would make you stupid, but you're not dumb. Maybe a little ignorant, but not dumb. Anyway, more consumers are falling behind on payments. That was reported today. Uh, profits at Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, they did beat analysts' forecasts as lending giants. But you know what? Small banks, are we're hearing report after report that they're going to, this banking crisis is going to get far worse. I mean, that's why Americans are not optimistic. You know, now add on top of that, the narrative that I've now been pushing out there for Uh, You know, the last couple of weeks, which is look at China is on the march. Look at the number of countries that want to end 
the American dollar being the world's currency. They want that to go away. They want America's currency to be replaced, the world currency to be replaced, and not with the dollar. They don't want to do, and look, we see our allies jumping ship. Egypt, Saudi Arabia, the UAE, you know, France even with Macron siding with President Xi, which was repulsive to me. Mortgage demand from home buyers now dropped another 10%. Why? Because interest rates are so high. What did I say would happen so many months ago? I said new home construction would stop. It would come to a screeching halt. I said sale of pre-existing homes would come to a screeching halt. And then I said the next thing that's going to happen is home values will now deteriorate. And why are people not willing to move at this point? Well, who wants to trade a 2.7% 30-year fixed rate mortgage for a 7 or 8% 30-year fixed rate mortgage? Nobody with a brain would ever want to do that. And then you've got the EPA jumping all over everything that we own from our stoves to our air conditioners and forcing us to buy electric cars. We can't afford that either. And then we're, we're literally now dependent. We have, we have more energy resources than the Middle East combined. And because we have unilaterally disarmed on the energy front, it is killing our economy. Instead of being an energy-rich nation, we're now an energy-poor nation dependent on countries that hate our guts. And it's still, whether they want to admit it or not, the climate alarmist religious cult, it is still the lifeblood of the world's economy. What part? How can you be this dumb? And now we've got China, Russia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Syria, soon to be North Korea, guaranteed. They're now in a new alignment. This is the new. We're reconfiguring the world order right before our eyes. There is a new axis of evil that is emerging because Joe Biden has abdicated his role and America's role as the leader of not only the free world, but the entire world. This is, we're all going to pay the price for all of this. Mark my words.